I'd like to welcome everyone here this morning to the house of the Lord. It's good to be here on this Sunday in November. Years clicking away and time is swiftly passing by. And that one thing that tells me is Jesus is soon going to come. Amen. I'm looking for that day. And you know what? At any time, he can split the eastern skies. It don't have to be sunny. It don't even have to be in the daylight. He can just split it because he is the light. And I'm looking forward to that. But he said, occupy until I come. And we've got to be about the Father's business. We've got to do as he would have us to do. We just pray and we just need to look unto him always. And I know it's easier said than done. Sometimes we get our eyes on the situation and we'll be just like Peter was when he got his eyes on the situation and off of Jesus, he began to sink. Uh, uh, but you know what? He cried out, well, the Lord saved me and the Lord saved him. And that's what we have to do. And uh, we just need to look unto him for all the help. Welcome everyone here. Uh, ever, ever how you coming this way this morning by Facebook, by the automobile radio, or by live in the sanctuary. It is so good to be in God's house. Remember our services for now, 1030 on Sunday mornings and uh, also online, 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights. Unless it's like this past Wednesday, we had all kind of difficulty for a little while uh, with the uh, weather the way it was. I believe a lot of that had to do with it, but the Lord, uh, Lord made a way. We got through that and thank the good Lord for that. So when we got much to pray about today, let's do pray for all the sick, pray for all the shut-ins, all the lost, all the churches today, all those that have lost their loved ones to death. Let's remember them today. And uh, Deanna Hughes and uh, Isaac Walker is supposed to come home soon to remember him. Uh, Lisa and her dad and her aunt, let's remember them today. Also Ed and Barbara, let's continue to pray for them. Sister Gloria Jean. Uh, Joanne, their, her daughter, she's still going through the cancer. Curtis and his foot, our country, our leaders. Uh, Billy uh, Gunner, our sister Teresa's uh, uh, sister-in-law, uh, she had a mini stroke, and uh, so remember her. Also, uh, pray for Corey today. God knows his need and knows what's going on there. Pray for him and Deborah and Fuzzy and the family there. They asked us to remember them today, and uh, also I had someone call yesterday. Uh, with a special request. They didn't want me to say what it was, but they have a, and it's a very serious, very important uh, request today. Uh, God knows the need there, so just uh, remember that as we pray this morning. Also, Cheryl and her family and uh, Dana and Savannah and uh, Margaret Hagee supposed to go this week for some more tests. They think she may have some blockages in her heart. She asked us to remember her. Christina's special request, Philip Walker, uh, Brother Ken, continue to remember him, continue to pray for Sandra Moore, Janice Moore, uh, Joyce Swing, Karen Goins, uh, Greg Gobble, Wilson, Elizabeth's not feeling well today, neither those on Facebook, let's remember them, and let's just pray for our service today. How many came to worship today, amen? That's what we're here for, we, we leave to serve and we're here to worship, so let's worship him in spirit and in truth. He said, well, preacher, I'm no singer. I'm not this, I'm not that. You're a child of God. And you just worship him uh, the way that you worship him. And I promise you, you'll leave here uh, blessed. And if he has uh, lays a testimony in your heart, uh, give it. Why? Because uh, what I read at the end, uh, all the way through the Bible, we have troubles, we have heartaches, and we have tribulation. But the end of the book says we win. Amen. So we're on the winning side. And we need to remember that today. So let's all stand and get ready to go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, we may, you may have a request about uplift of hand, or you may have one outspoken you'd like to give at this time. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Father, we call upon your sweet name once again, thanking you, Lord, and praising you for your many blessings of life. 
We're so glad today, Lord, that we realize it's all because of you uh, uh, that we're able to be here today, Father. And I'm thankful today, Lord. Uh, and Lord, I know this has been a very difficult year thus far. Lord, it seems like it's going to get more difficult uh, as time goes on. But Lord, I'm glad, Lord, we can always, as the theme verses say, we can look into the hills uh, uh, from which cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord, which made the heaven and the earth. Uh, Lord, I know, Lord, you're still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Uh, Oh, Lord, I'm thankful today, God, that you are still in control. Oh, Lord, everything lies in your hands and your power. And I just ask you, Lord, today, help us, Lord, and strengthen us all. I touch the needs of all the people today, those in the hospitals. I pray touch them. Oh, Lord, those that are battling corona, Lord, and those that are battling the flu and sicknesses. And Lord, those that are battling cancer and other illnesses today, I ask you to touch them. Oh, Lord, those that's got to go for a test this week, uh, I pray, Lord, as Juanita goes tomorrow, God, as we take her for a test, I pray everything uh, will come back well uh, uh, with her father and my family and all the other families. And I pray, Lord, as the upcoming events uh, uh, take place within our church, God, and in our families, I pray, Lord, just help us, Lord, uh, uh, to always be thankful, Lord, and help us to always know the real reason uh, uh, for the seasons that's coming upon us, Lord. And we're so thankful for your son, Jesus, uh, are coming down upon the tree for our sins. And Lord, I'm thankful for that today, Father. And I just ask you, Lord, just lead us and guide us and direct us today. Uh, meet every need of every heart and of every life. Uh, as we receive the offering today, we just ask you, Lord, to take it and use it uh, for the upbuilding of thy kingdom. Bless those that have to give and those that have not. Uh, and we'll give you praise and we'll give you glory. Bless those that's in the sanctuary. Uh, Lord, those that's out in the parking lot and those that are listening live and will be listening later. Uh, I pray to just meet the needs of the people. Uh, and Lord, as we try to, Lord, those that are going to sing this morning, I pray to just give them help to sing. Uh, of the songs that's laid upon their hearts to sing today. And I ask you, Lord, just help me to read the precious Word of God and to preach, Lord, what thus saith the Word of God today. And Lord, we'll give you praise and glory and honor for all things. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ we all do pray. And all of God's children says amen and amen. Let's welcome the Lord into the house this morning. Amen. Thank the good Lord for that. Amen. I'm going to ask Sister Maddie. And how about Michaela coming and singing with her this morning? They haven't sung in a while, so I, I want to hear this song this morning. So pray for them as they sing for us this morning. We've got quite a few going to sing today, and that's good. Amen. I'm looking forward to what the Lord has got in store for us today. Amen. Brother Casey's going to pass off and play. He, rem he remembered. I forgot. Amen. <laughs> If you've got pain, he's a pain taker. That's right. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you've got chains, he's a chain breaker. 
Praise the Lord. Yes. Pray for her this morning. Yes, I don't have the words, uh, music to this. So Y'all just pray for me. Lonely years, I had nothing. My life had no meaning till I heard about Calvary. Then I knelt down in prayer, yes. and my Lord met me there. Now, Jesus. Is living in me. He's in my feet when I'm walking. He's in my tongue when I'm talking. In my eyes, and now I can see. He's in the songs that I'm singing. His joy. Excuse me. In my heart, his joy is ringing, for Jesus is living in me. Through the valleys he has brought me, yes. to the top of the mountain, and over life's troubled, troubled sea. Now I sing for His glory, songs that tell the great story, for Jesus is living in me. He's in my feet when I'm walking, in my tongue when I'm talking, in my eyes and now I can see He's in the songs that I'm singing In my heart His joy is ringing For Jesus is living in me Amen. Up, Amen. Praise the Lord. You know when he's living in you, amen. There's a change made that uh, you can't explain, but there's a change made. And you know, you know, mama didn't have to tell me, when the preacher didn't have to tell me, I knew when Jesus came into my heart, amen. I'm thankful for that. Pray for him this morning. Bless you, Lord. There I was, empty-handed, crying out from the pit of my despair. There you were, in the shadows, and holding out your hand, you met me there. And now will I be? Without you, where would I be? Jesus, you are the voice in the desert, calling me out in the dead of night, fighting my battles for me. You are my rescue story, lifting me up from the ashes, 
carried my soul from death to life, bringing me from glory to glory. You are my rescue story. Who you are, you are. You are my rescue story. You are, you are. You should write the pages before I had the name, before I needed grace. Oh, it's the signs of redemption. Every time I ran away, you were love within my mind shed. And now, where will I be without you? Where will I be? Jesus, you were the voice in the desert. Call me out of the dead of night, fighting my battles for me. Heal my rescue story. Lifting me up from the ashes, carrying my soul from death to life, making me glory to glory. You are my rescue story. Never gave up on me. Never gave up on me. You are my testimony. Oh, you never gave up on me. Never gave up on me. You are my testimony. Oh, you never gave up on me. Oh, you never gave up on me. Oh, this is my testimony. Oh, you are the voice of the dead. Only out of the dead. God in my battle was born. You are my rescue story. Lifting me up from the ashes. Carrying my soul from death to life. Bringing me glory to glory. You are my rescue story. You are my heart. Oh, you never give up on me. You are my heart. Do you have letters? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Worship the Lord this morning. Yes. Praise the Lord. There I was on death row. Guilty in the first degree. Son of God hanging on him. Hell was my destiny. The crowd was shouting, crucified. Could have come from these lips of mine. 
The dirty shame is killing me. It would take a miracle to wash me clean. Then I sing it again tonight just because I've, I've never me and my husband were talking about it, I've never really paid attention to the words of this song and God is so good to us yes I told my mama the other day I said I don't know why I don't I don't understand why he is so good to us because none of us deserve it Bless the Lord. And it's so hard to comprehend why he loves us like he does. And I don't know if it's hard for y'all, but it is for me. I sit and look around and I don't have the best things in life, but just him alone. Yes. And I don't understand why he's so good to me, but he is. 
Bless the Lord. He's blessed me with so many things. A roof over my head, a car to drive. I have a wonderful husband. And God has just been so good to me. I don't do without anything. And I know without him, I wouldn't be where I am today. Bless the Lord. And I know one day we're going to hear the words, well done. Yes. And I can't wait because nothing we have here is going to compare to what waits for That's us right. in heaven. Nothing that we can have here, anything, the material things, it doesn't matter what you own, what you go by, nothing's going to give you what God gives That's us every right. day. And I just love him this morning and I praise him and I can't wait that one day I'm going to hear those words, well done. Yes. And I can't wait to hear those words. I can't wait to see him. I can't, yes, can't wait yes. to worship him and be in a place where this world is terrible. It's terrible. But I love him this morning. Y'all just pray for me. Yes, the Lord. Yes.
the mountains are steep, our races run to see the Father's Verses number 19 and verses number 20 this morning. Several weeks ago, a month ago, we preached on the last 21 through 32, I believe it was. But today we're going to uh, preach by the help of the Lord upon uh, verses number 19 and verses number 20 of Romans chapter number 1. I ask you to stand your reverence into the reading of God's word. Pray that he would just help us and listen to what the Lord has to say to us today. And uh, that's all we got to do. And if we listen... And uh, you know what? But the Bible also says be not only hearers of the word, but doers also. And we just need to listen what it has to say to us, and then we need to do it. And, uh, and if we do that, God will bless us for doing so. So listen to what the word of God says to us today. In Romans chapter 1, verse number 19, the Bible reads like this. Because that which, uh, because that which may be known of God is manifested in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Let us pray. Father, we love you this morning, and we thank you, Lord, for the reading of, of thy precious word today. We thank you, Lord, for the songs of Zion, for the testimonies of uh, for what our hearts have felt here in the house of the Lord this morning already. Uh, uh, but now, Lord, as it comes time for the preaching, I realize I'm nothing. I realize I can do nothing without you. Uh, uh, but, Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, you said, Lord, uh, uh, Lord, you would equip us, Lord, uh, those you called, you equipped. Uh, and I'm thankful for that today, Father. And I just ask you, Lord, to drive out the opposing powers of Satan from our mind. Uh, and will just help us, Lord, to focus and concentrate uh, upon what thus saith the word of God and listen to the spirit of God as it speaks to me, Lord, as I preach unto the people of God that we may listen, Lord, and not, Lord, be doers, Lord, not only hearers, but doers of thy precious word today. We love you, we praise you, we thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do, and that which you're going to accomplish today through this message and through this service today. We'll give you praise and glory and honor for it all. For it's in the name of Jesus Christ, we all do pray, and all of God's children says, uh, uh, amen and amen this morning. May God add his blessings uh, unto the reading of his precious word today. Uh, I'd like to preach just a little while upon the fall. Uh, uh, some things there's no excuse for. Uh, uh, some things there's no excuse for this morning. You think about that. Uh, uh, you know what? The invisible things, the power and uh, the power and Godhead of God uh, are invisible things yet are clearly seen uh, 
in their production. He works in secret, but he manifests what he has wrought. And therein make known his power in Godhead and others of his attributes which are natural and naturally led, a light apprehended in the ideal of God. You know what? It is instilled in all of us. You know what? People may denounce God. People may reject God. But is it instilled in all of us? Because the Bible says in Genesis, you know what? He said, let us make man in our image this morning. You know what? We are created in God's image today. Some people say they're created by other things. But you know what? There's some things today that's not excusable. Because we look anywhere we look and we can see God in this world today. If we really truly look down deep, even those that claim to be atheists this morning, you know what? What do they do when something happens? Oh, God. So it's naturally in us uh, uh, to do that and to see that. And we see these things. Uh, uh, we see the workmanship with God. We see what God has done. Uh, uh, so we are inexcusable uh, when it comes to the things of God today. We need to realize that uh, uh, today. Thorndike uh, uh, says an excuse is a reason uh, uh, real or pretend uh, that is given. Whether it be real or pretend. You know what? We all have made excuses. Some made excuses why they couldn't come to church today. Uh, some made excuses why they can't go to work. Uh, some make excuses why they can't do this and why they can't do that. Uh, and some things this morning, there are many excuses given for many things. Uh, uh, but there is some things in which we will not entertain but few excuses. Uh, and there are some things that will not entertain no excuses at all. So we need to look at these. We're going to look at those uh, uh, that will entertain no excuses of all. Uh, at all this morning, number one, uh, uh, there's no excuse for a doomed soul. Uh, I think about nobody has uh, nobody has an excuse uh, uh, to lift their eyes up in hell uh, and maybe be lost forever this morning. Nobody has an excuse for that. Uh, other, you know, you think about that creation forbids excuses because uh, uh, it says so that there are without excuse. Uh, and you know what? Because of the grace of God, uh, uh, we have no excuse. The Bible says in Titus chapter 2 uh, and verse number 11 the Bible says here for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men the grace of God that bringeth salvation so what does the grace do it brings salvation uh, what we need is salvation we were doomed for a devil's hell uh, and God the grace of God brought forth salvation uh, through the grace of God this morning I'm thankful for that today because you think about this, there's blessings of grace. Uh, hey, those three blessings of grace, it brings salvation like we've already said. Uh, in verse 11, it tells us, for by grace are you saved through faith, uh, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, uh, not of works, lest any man should boast. What is it? For, grace, for by the grace of God through faith, you are saved. God's marvelous grace is the reason why I'm not doomed for a devil's hell today. God, you know what? God's grace is the reason why you that are saved are not doomed for a devil's hell today. And we have no excuse. Why? Because God has come to all men. He didn't die just for this class and that class, this race and that race. He died for everybody that everybody might go to heaven today. We need to realize that because you know what? What did he say? For God so loved the world. When I remember learning that in Sunday school, I remember even learning that in, in, in elementary school. 
Now, I know they don't learn that much in elementary school no more about that, but I was shocked the other, I was shocked one day I was in the, uh, the, the English class was going on in my department that I do is in the English department, one of them sections, uh, and I was over here in this bathroom and I, I was waiting on the floor to dry and I heard the, I heard the English teacher, he was over there teaching us and he was talking about the, the Bible. It didn't say the Bible now, but it was the book that they was talking about. And they was talking about more or less like judgment and, you know, things like that. And it, it, I can't remember everything, but it shocked me that that was going on in the classrooms. But you know what? And they, and they do that. But I know now I've seen some things out now that they're talking about trying uh, that everything that, that the teachers are going to teach uh, and the curriculum and things like that. And whether, whatever it be need to be brought through the parents first. Now, I don't think that ought to be. But you know why? Because if they do that, because this is my theory on this thing. We got all kinds of gods in the world. What my problem is, is if you're going to put all these other religions in there, just put Christianity in there with it. Don't put all these other religions in there and leave Christianity out because that's, a, that's discriminating against Christianity and let the people choose. You know why they don't want Christianity in it? They know Christianity will win out. All these other gods are dead. You can go to the tomb of Muhammad. You can find him there. You can go to the tomb of Buddha. You can find But you can go to the tomb of Jesus. I've been there. And he's not there there. Why? Because he said, I'm he that was dead. And I'm alive. And I'm alive forevermore. So we need to realize we have no excuse. For God so loved the world. What's that mean? He loves China. He loves America. He loves India. He loves all of Asia. He loves all the Canada, all these other countries. He loves. And he gave his only begotten son for them. So we have no excuse to be doomed for hell, have a doomed soul. And you know what? It also goes on to say in Revelation 22, 17, and the spirit and the bride say, come and let him that hears say, come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him take of the water of life freely. Anybody, everybody. A good example of that was Lazarus. He was a beggar. He was laid at the rich man's gate. He laid at the gate, the gate of the rich man every day. He was full of sores. The dogs came and licked his husband. He ate the crumbs from the rich man's table, all these things. But yet the Bible says when he died, the angels came and picked him up and took him to Abraham's bosom. And he was comforted from all that. The rich man, he still had the same choice, but the rich man died. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes with torment. If the rich man had listened to Lazarus, he would have been in heaven with Lazarus. Just because, you know what, you're smart, just because they got education, just because they got money, uh, they still have a soul. Uh, uh, they still got to go the same way. The same way to Jesus is the same way for me uh, as it is anybody else. Uh, and we have no right and no excuse this morning uh, of our soul being doomed this morning. It also teaches us seven great lessons. What do we got to do? We got to deny ungodliness in verse 12 of Titus 2. 
We got to deny worldly lust. We got to live soberly. We got to live righteously. We got to live godly. We got to live right in this life. And we got to look for the rapture and the second event. I believe the rapture is any time now. It could happen before 12. It could happen before 11, 17. That's one minute. I believe that's how close we are to Jesus coming. You know what? Right now, everybody, they think they got the world by the coat. They got everything in control, but they don't have nothing in control. God's in control. And soon he's going to come. And the way you die, listen, there's no purgatory. There's no, no, no coming back till you get it right. If we had to come back and we got it right, we never would go. And I'm glad I'm not going to come back as a cow or a butterfly or something else. Man, it takes more it takes more faith to believe something like that than it does to believe in what we believe in. You think about that. But all these things are happening. We got the uh, the rapture. You know, people don't know. You know what? Uh, I'm not looking for a hole in the ground. I'm looking for a hole in the sky. At any time, Jesus could come. Uh, and if you're not saved today, you have no excuse uh, of dying. Why? Because every individual, uh, uh, when they reach the age of accountability, uh, will have a choice to make because Jesus will deal with their hearts. He will reveal himself. He said, you know what? Through a sermon, through a song, through the scriptures, of whatever way, God, somewhere in your life, he will speak to you. Somewhere along life's way. We need to look for our conversation is in heaven. That means our citizenship is in heaven from which also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, what happened in Acts chapter 1? Uh, the Bible says as he was speaking to them after he rose, uh, he began to ascend into the heavens. Uh, and you know what? They begin to gaze and look. And, and what, they, what they said, why well, send you here gazing for this same Jesus which you see ascending? Uh, I shall descend in like manner. Uh, you know what? That's been a long time, over 2,000 years ago. Uh, but you know what he said it uh, you know what it was prophesied many many years uh, before he ever came the first time but he came and you know what it's been many many years and the scoffers are saying where is he at it's been the same uh, uh, nothing's changed uh, but he is coming I believe that this morning uh, and if I was lost and I was undone uh, and look at the world situation today uh, I would get right with God and let everything else go because we have no excuse for a doomed soul. Faith forbids excuse. In Romans chapter 12, verse 3, For I say through, through, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to be, think soberly according to God that hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Every, what does it say? To every man the measure of faith. We got enough faith to be saved if we use it. You know that? It don't take much. Faith of a grain of mustard seed can move mountains. Now I've shared this many times. I've got mustard seeds at my house that I got when I was in Israel. And I brought them to church one time. I put them in a, a envelope. I mean a, a, a white a, a white. Uh, a paper towel so I could see them. But when I took pictures of them in the, in the guy's hands, he put them in his hands and I had to zoom my camera. I was this close. I mean, I was very close, but I had to zoom my camera in just to get a good picture of them. That's how small a mustard seed is. It don't take much to be saved. Just believe. 
Believe enough to ask Jesus to forgive. Believe that he died. I believe that he came. I believe he died. And I believe on the third day he rose again. I believe that in order to be saved, you got to believe that. I, you know, I believe that many years before I ever went to the Holy Land. I got saved early in my life. But the thing is today's Faith forbids us to have excuses. And the gospel forbids excuses. In Acts chapter 2 verse 5. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews about men of every nation of under heaven. What happened on the day of Pentecost was, you know what? There was devout men from every nation. And the Bible says that the cloven tongues came down upon them and they began to speak in different nationalities, different tongues. The unknown tongue is singular this morning, but tongues is many different languages. And they begin to speak and every man heard it in his own language. Ignorant and under, you know what that tells me? That if God wanted me to reach out to somebody that speaks Spanish, he could take my little bit of English that I know and turn it into Spanish. Their ears was open. They didn't speak nothing different. Everybody's ears was open. Why? What happened? Everybody had the same language at one time. God had to change it. Why? Because we we're strong enough people. We was trying to build a, a, a tower to heaven. And God changed it. He made everybody. That's why we all speak different. It ain't because we're different in God's eyes. It's because that's the way he had to do it. But what we need to do today, he said, what? And the thing is today, if any man or woman goes to hell today, he must do it by stumbling over the cross, carrying away from the Holy Spirit of God, drawing him or her, rejecting the word of God. And also in spite of all the prayers of the saints. Have you ever had anybody tell you not to pray for them? I have. They said, quit praying for me. Because you know why they do that? Because they know the prayers are working. We may not recognize it. We may not see it. But you know what? When we're praying, I remember how it was with me. I, people must have, I know people was praying for me. And you know when God really got a hold of my heart, when I really had to fight the conviction power of God, not other than the house of God, and I had to go to the house of God because mom and dad made me go, but in my bedroom at night by myself. That's when I wrestled. That's when God would come and speak to me. That's when he would knock at my heart's door. You know why? Because of the prayers of the Christians. You know what? You know, many people dying and going to hell. More go to hell than go to heaven. That ain't what I say, it's what God says. The Bible speaks about that. But what we need to realize is, you know, there's no excuse for a doomed soul. There's no excuse today for you to be lost. There's no excuse today for you to die lost. Jesus made a way, and we need to remember that today. And number two, there's no excuse for a defeated life. We walk around today, all of us, we walk around like we're defeated, like we've lost our best friend, like we have nothing to be glad about, like we're on the losing side. I've never heard a song in the church house about being on the losing side. I've heard about being on the winning side. I'm glad today we're on the winning side and we need to realize that today, amen. Don't listen to Fox News. Don't listen to CNN. I don't listen to all these other news networks. I've had to cut them off. Found myself many times sitting there two or three hours just listening to what they say. They say the same thing over and over. 
The next thing you know, I'm down and out and defeated. But what we need to do is not turn off the television. I turn off the iPhone, turn off the iPad. I get rid of Facebook and all these other things and look to him. He's the one that's going to give us the victory. He's the one that came and died and rose and go to prepare a place for us. He's going to come again. Don't be defeated this morning. They tell you what they want you to hear. That's been for years. And you think about this. The Bible says in Revelations 12, verse 10 through 13. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. How do we overcome Satan today? By the blood of of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. And we need to realize this is not our life. And we've been bought with a price. And this life we live now is for Him. And when we get to heaven, we're going to have our life. Think about that. It goes on to say, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short a time. Satan knows his time is running out, and that ought to make us happy. Why? And he ain't got much longer, and if we'll just hold on. Hold on to him. You know what, Jesus? One day we're gonna, we don't have no reason to come in here with our heads down low. I'm like, we lost our best friend. Uh, and we got everything to shout uh, and to praise God about today. Amen. Listen, I'm not bound, I'm not bound for a devil's hell. Why? Because Jesus. We have no reason to live a defeated life. And we need to hear that. I don't care who you are. If we hear bad stuff all the time, it's going to bring us down. We're human. But what we need to realize. If so, you know what, if, you, if something's making you sick, and you know what it is, later on you're going to quit. Now, this might be a surprise to a lot of you, but I used to chew tobacco. For 13 years, I chewed tobacco. And it got where it just made me heartburn like crazy. So in 1995, that's how long ago it's been, I was on the golf course and I was playing golf and I put a chew of tobacco in and I just got sick. And you know what I done? I said, I ain't doing this to myself no more. I laid it down and I hadn't put another chew in my mouth. Now I've dreamed about you and so real I was mad at myself when I woke up in the morning. Thought I'd done it. What I'm trying to say is if we know something's going to harm us, why do we keep doing it? What I'm trying to say is we know that the devil is in control, the prince of this world right now, and he's in control of the minds of the people, and we listen to him and it brings us down. Now we gotta stay updated. We gotta stay, but you know what? Don't get so consumed, and I'm preaching to myself just as much as I'm preaching to anybody else. Don't get so consumed. Why? Because we have no excuse to live a defeated life. Uh, you know what? These verses tells us that no person should live a defeated life because we are winners. Uh, you know what? The old song, how many times we heard this in our church? I'm on the winning side. 
Our choir has sung that for 20 years that I've been at the church. They sung it. They were singing it before I came, I believe. But you know what? Once I drifted out and sin had no hope or no joy within, my soul was burdened down with pride, sinful pride. Then the Savior came along and he showed me that I was wrong. Now I know I'm on the winning side and that nobody else had to tell me. I know and I'm saved. Why? Because of the marvelous grace of Jesus Christ. You know what? I, I, I will never have to fear for my Lord is ever near. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, it talks about you know, though he prepares the table in the presence of mine and he will. We're going to have to walk through our enemies, but he'll take care of us. We need to remember that. And it says, is ever near and in him so often I confide. He's the keeper of my soul. Since I have gave him full control, he placed me on the winning side. That's the thing. We got to give him full control. And you know what? We have no excuse for living a defeated life. You say, well, preacher, you don't know what I'm faced with. You don't know what I'm faced with neither. But I know there's a God greater than anything that we face with. Whether it be sickness whether it be financially, or whether it be a job, or whatever it may be, God is greater. You know what? We've heard testimonies, and I've been through down through the years about how He how He's cured cancer. You think about that; He still can kill can cure cancer. He can still, you know what? They don't have no vaccination for this a coronavirus. But you know what? God's a, God's a healer. There was no remedy for for. Uh, for leprosy in the Bible, but Jesus, you know what? Uh, the leopards came to Jesus, and Jesus said, "Be thy clean," uh, and they were clean. We got one, Jesus. Now that don't tell us we ought to go out here and get the bar stick it up our nose. It gives us more a head more for a hat rack. But I'm just saying, God can take care of us. He watches over us, and if it's meant. For me to get it and die from it, I'm going to get it and die from it. Had a preacher friend just a few, about a month ago, preacher Ricky, he got it. And you know what? He got pneumonia from it and all this. And, uh, and because of underlying health conditions, uh, he died. But let me tell you, uh, there ain't as many people dying for this thing as they want you to think. And I'm not getting politics. I'm just telling you. There's no pandemic that's ever been Done. It's always been by death cases and not by by death and not by cases. This pandemic has been by cases and not by death. And you know what that's done? It's caused us to live a defeated life. It's brought us down. But less than one percent of people are dying. They, now that's bad. Nobody should die, but there's more people die from the flu. In all the cases. And you know what? You don't even hear about the flu. I've even heard that they wasn't even going to count flu cases this year. Whether that be true or not, I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is we don't have to live a defeated life. I may have a heart attack before you take me out of here. I don't know how I'm going to leave here. I just know I'm leaving here. And so, you know, when you know you're going to leave somewhere, if, if they tell you, you got to get, if you tell somebody, uh, I'm, I'm renting this house and uh, I'm going to pay 30 more days and I got to be out. What you doing? You wait till the 30th day and find a place to live? Some of you might. <laughs> No, you start looking. And most of the time, you've already got somewhere else to go to work if you quit your job. 
You've already got somewhere else to live if you leave your house. So you make preparations. We all know we're going to die. And you know what? So what we need to do is make preparations to have Jesus in our heart that all we got to do is die the physical death and not the rest of it. We get to go to heaven. I got to hasten on. I didn't realize I had this much this morning. Y'all didn't either, did you? Amen. So listen, let me move on this morning. It goes on. The third thing is no excuse for a disturbed mind. What's that? Worried? Concerned? It kind of goes along with the defeated life. These kind of go along. But you know what? In Isaiah 26, 3 says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. Uh, think about that. If you want to have perfect peace, uh, you keep your mind upon him always uh, and he will give you peace no matter what you're going through, uh, no matter what you face with. Uh, uh, that's why people, when they're dying of cancer and the doctor says there's no more they can do, uh, uh, they can lift their hands to heaven and say, thank you, Lord, for another day because they got their mind upon Jesus. And the right opposite of this is Isaiah 57, 20 and 21. But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest. Whose water cast up mire and dirt, there is no peace, saith my God to the wicked. No peace. There are more religious people in mental institutions today than ever before. You know why? The reason is they're mindful of the world and not mindful of the word of God. Now, I didn't say that everybody's crazy. I'm just saying, and you can go crazy. And you know what? But there's more people. Why? Because during this pandemic, suicides went up, divorces went up. And no doubt pregnancy's probably going to go up. We just don't know yet. And, and you know what? And drug use has gone up. Why? Because people's trying to get peace. A lot of that, people's trying to get peace of mind. And they're looking for everywhere else for peace of mind. But all we got to do is look in the Word of God. The word, this Word will not even burn. Think about that. I've seen Bibles that have been in house fires that everything in the house was burnt and gone. And even the outer borders of the Bible was burnt. The, the, uh, but all the scripture was still intact. That's power. We just got to keep our mind. And I'll have a disturbed mind. I know we all, you know, and how, what do we do when we begin to worry and we begin to get disturbed in our mind? What we need to do is we need to look to the Lord. Look to the Lord. The last one, there's no excuse for destituted church, lacking church. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, 18 through 21, and be not drunk with wine wherein it's success, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to, yourselves, uh, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always uh, for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Uh, uh, God advises us here to be filled with His Spirit. And we cannot and will not be a lacking church, destituted church, when we are Spirit-filled because not one time did the early church fall when they were filled. What did the early church do? 
Peter preached on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 souls were saved. In Acts chapter 3, they were on their way to the temple. There was a, a, a beggar, there was a, a crippled man laying there at the gate of beautiful Aston of Alms. Peter and John said, look upon us. Silver and gold have a number such as I have. I give to you in the name of Jesus of Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And the Bible says, he read, and immediately strength went into his ankle bones. And he got up, went into church leaping and jumping. Why? Every time. And you know what? There was so much unity in the church and so much God, you know what? God put it on their hearts because like I said, there was a devout men from every nation and they all stayed there because there's such a great uh, movement of God at this time at the uh, start of the church. And, and what did they do? They began to sell what they had and give it so people could go and, and live and do as long is they put Christ and had spiritual fulfillment, they did not lack anything. You know what? We can honestly say, sometimes things get low, but God's always made a way. We got to keep our eyes upon Jesus and be, you know what? Whatever we need, God will make. But the most thing that we need in churches today is the power of God manifested himself. How does the Spirit manifest Himself through us? And you know what? He's, we got to say, Lord, here I am, a willing vessel. We make excuses. I can't do this. I can't do that. You can do anything that God wants you to do. God will make a way. God will use you. He, what He wants, he, he, don't, he just wants a willing vessel. You know what? He can, he can take anybody. If you look at David, David was not a very strong person. He was not, he was a young person and you know, he was not a, a big in statue, but God used him tremendously. Saul was a, a head taller than anybody and God used him until he did, he done what he did. What I'm trying to say is we have no excuse. Some things we have no excuse for. We make excuses. And you know what? We need to realize I can't do nothing in myself. We can't be saved within ourselves. We can't have we can't have the right mind within ourselves. We can't uh, have the have the right joy within ourselves because sometimes we call joy happiness. Happiness is temporary. Joy is eternal. You can be happy today. You know, you can, we can be happy right now and get a phone call. And he just takes all of our happiness away. Because when we hear the phone call, especially at certain times of the night, and the phone rings, I'm thinking, oh no, what's going on? But what we got to do this morning, it's still morning. I'm, I'm not even preached into the noon. <laughs> it's still morning. But think about this. That's the message God laid on my heart. We don't have no excuse. If you're lost today, you have no excuse for your soul to be doomed. God's made a way for you. He loves you. And you know what? If you and you're here today and you, you know, we're saved, and if we, we leave this world, you know what? The, the Bible says, not the fear of man who can kill you, but fear of God who can kill you and, and cast you into hell. That's who we need to fear as we stand, as every head's bowed. I tried my best. I don't know your heart today. But as they get ready for an invitation number this morning, I don't know if there's someone that's 
in the, in the building that wants to sing got an invitational number on their heart or if they're just going to play one. If you have one on your heart, then just come on up. But listen, this morning, you're here today, and we make excuses. But you know what? We don't need to make excuses. What we need to do today is we need to trust in God this morning. Trust in Him with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. You know, He'll direct us the way we need to go. He never did say the way would be always easy. He just said He'd make a way. This morning, if you're lost, whether you're under the sound of my voice or in the sanctuary, wherever you at, examine your life today. If you're a Christian and you're struggling with this and struggling with that, listen to what God has to say to us through his word. Father, we love you today and we thank you for your help and strength. We pray this morning, God, as the messages have been brought through song and through the word of God this morning, I pray Lord, as the invitational number is fixing to be sung. If there's anyone under the sound of my voice that are not saved, if they get saved today, tomorrow may be too late. If there's anybody got a defeated life, anybody got a disturbed mind, Lord, Lord, don't let us have Lord, be lacking within our church. Let us be filled with the filled with the Spirit that we may do the things you have us to do. Meet the needs of the people, those that need to come. I pray they would come. Those that need to bow their head in their cars or where they're at, they would bow their head and then ask Jesus, whatever their need is, and you would grant it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. As they sing this song this morning, the Lord laid on their heart. Think about this. It says it in the word of God this morning. It's all in red letters. And I brought to you what the Bible says. It's up to you what you do with it. God loves you. So, preacher, I'm a Christian, but man, I'm just little things to beat me. You know, we all are guilty of that. Guilty in the first degree. Son of God hanging on him. Hell was my destiny. Come while he calls. The crowd was shouting, crucified. I'm going to do it one day. Today may be your last opportunity. They may read our the names tomorrow in the obituary page. Because we left this walk alive. It will take a miracle to wash me. Young people leaving quickly. All age groups leave. Then I read the red letters. And the ground began. To shake, walls started falling, and I became a free man that day. Felt like I hit my veins, my dead heart began to beat. Breath of God filled my lungs And the Holy Ghost awakened me Yeah, the Holy Ghost awakened me When I read the red letters And the ground began to shake the prison walls started falling, and I came 
today and I thank the Lord for his help and for his strength. I pray something's been said, something's been done that will touch you, encourage you, help you, strengthen you. You know what God can, you know, God can tell us what we need to do and how, but it's up to us whether we do it or not. But I'm glad he's, he's a patient God and he's a, because you know what, if, uh, if he's got patience of a lot better than any of us and I'm thankful for that. Because he said, you know what? We just see a small portion of what's going on in the world. And he sees everything. Everything that goes on in the world, he sees it. And yet he's still. And just some of the things that I've saw, it makes me want to do things that we don't need to do. We all do. But you know what? He sees it all, but yet he's still long-suffering and patient. Why? Because there's somebody that he died for that still ain't ready. And he wants to give them every opportunity he can to make it right. Have no excuse. When if you end up, if you wake up, and if you die and wake up in hell, and you will, if you die lost, you where you'll end up. You can't blame God. You can't blame, you might be able to blame a lot of people, but really God's the only one that can keep you out of that place anyway. But you know what? I'm so glad he's the loving God, merciful God. And I've done talked till I'm tired. Amen. So I'm going to hush. Amen. It's all hearts and minds clear today. How many's glad to come to God's house? Amen. Amen. We'll leave here stronger than when we come in if we listen to what God tells us to do. And uh, if you'll let me get to the, to the back door, we're going to ask Brother Ed to dismiss us in a word of prayer. And you'll be free to go in the fear of the Lord.